Welcome to our daily devotions coming to you from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. Grateful that you are joining with us as we reflect upon God's Word. Let's take a moment to uh, prepare our hearts and minds by listening to some beautiful piano music. Let us pray. We pray, O oh God, that you will allow our reflection upon this word to be guided by your spirit, that we may be shaped by your will and purpose, that we may be about the life you've called us to live. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Our scripture today comes from the Gospel according to Luke, the 12th chapter, verses 13 to 31. Hear the word of God. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, Friend, who set me to be a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care and be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly, and he thought to himself, What should I do, for I have no place to store my crops? And then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many, many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? 
And so it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. And then he said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap, and they have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your span of life? If then you are not able to do a small thing as that, why do you worry about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they gather and grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and thrown into the oven tomorrow, how much more will he clothe you of little faith? And do not keep seeking what you are to eat and what you are to drink, and do not keep worrying, for it is the nations of the world that seek all these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the throes of World War II, during the battle for North Africa, the Italian army was driven out of Eritrea, and in their retreat, the Italians worked to make the harbor there unusable for the Allies. They did this by filling great barges with concrete and sinking them across the entrance to the harbor. When the Allies captured the region, they were faced with the challenge of now removing these concrete-filled barges so as to reopen the harbor. And they did this in an ingenious way. They sealed tight these great empty gas tanks, those you know huge tanks that oil refineries use, and they floated them on the sea above the sunken barges. And when the tide was out, they chained the floating tanks to the barges. And when the tide came in, the tanks exerted their tremendous buoyancy to pull the sunken barges free from the sucking sand of the sea's floor. And from there, it was relatively easy to clear the harbor for Allied shipping. Some naval engineer had been thinking to draw upon the cosmic forces in order to garner the power to move what seemed to be immovable, chain the barges to the tanks, rest the tanks upon the tides, and know that the moon, in accord with the cosmos, will exercise its great gravitational power to raise the tide, which would then pull what humans could not pull and raise what humans could not raise. There is great power in the tides. No human power, no human will can thwart the power of the tides. And the tide comes. They come every day at precisely 5 o'clock this afternoon, October the 28th. The tide will be high on Siesta Key, and there is nothing you can do about it. Brutus, in the fourth act of Shakespeare's Julius Caesar, tries to enlist the support of Cassius in his plot against Caesar and speaks of the power of the tides and goes on to say, There is a tide in the affairs of men, which taken at the flood leads on to fortune. Omitted, all the voyages of their life is bound in shallows and in miseries. On such a full sea are we now afloat and we must take the current when it serves or lose our ventures. 
There is a tide in the affairs of men and women. There is a movement of power that comes at times during the course of our days and in each of our lives that we're given the chance to take the tide when it comes or to lose our ventures. One of my all-time favorite movies is one that will actually be discussed this Sunday during our Gather and Grow time at 10.15, and the movie is Field of Dreams. The discussion will be led by Sarah Sobolewski, who finds it to be, I believe, as well, one of her favorite movies. And without ruining it for anybody, it's about a, form, a farmer out in his field who hears a voice, and the voice wants him to do something quite out of the ordinary, plow under his cash crop and build a baseball field. Some cosmic force wants him to, some, some pull of the tide wants him to turn his livelihood into a sports field. And the question is, will he do it? Will he take the current when it serves? Or will he lose his ventures? You know, life, I believe, is filled with those kinds of moments. They may not seem to happen every day, but maybe more often than we imagine, we get presented with moments when we could choose to do something out of the ordinary that we are being called upon to do by God, that force that envelops the cosmos. Maybe it's not at the level of plowing under your corn or building a baseball diamond. Nevertheless, significant moments come when you sense that it is that moment to step out of the routine and do something significant. Maybe it's stopping to help someone on the side of the road, or maybe it's standing up for some concern or issue that's important in the eyes of God or in the eyes of your neighbor, or maybe it's responding in a significant way to the devastation of Hurricane Ian, or maybe it's changing your lifestyle to respond to the needs of your family, or maybe it's changing your retirement plans to make your life an offering to God and to the world. In Jesus' story about the man whose crops did so well, it turns out that he actually faced a crossroads that he really didn't know he was facing. He faced an opportunity to depart from his retirement plan, to amass more and more, and instead of thinking about it being all for him, instead of instinctively building bigger barns, he could have done the unusual thing and given out of his abundance. Jesus says at the end of the story, Fool, tonight your very life, in some other translations, it's your very soul is required of you. And isn't that a way for us to think about life? Not just the end of life, but every day of life. That today, our very souls are being required of us. That the tide in the affairs of men and women has come for us. And we must take the current when it serves. It's said that Satan once called together the emissaries of hell and told them that he wanted to send one to the earth to wreak havoc upon the souls of men and women. And he asked who would go, who would volunteer, and one creature came forward and said, I will go. And Satan said, if I send you, what will you tell the children of the earth that will cause the ruination of their souls? And the creature said, I will tell the children of earth that there is no heaven. And Satan said, oh, they will not believe you, for within every human heart there is hope that heaven is a place and that in the end right and good will have the victory. No, you may not go. 
And then came forth another creature, darker and more foul than the first. And Satan said, If I send you, what will you tell the children of the earth to ruin their souls? And the creature said, I will tell them that there is no hell. And Satan looked at him, looked at him and said, oh, oh, no, they won't believe you. For within every human heart there is a conscience and inner voice that testifies that not only will good be triumphant, but that evil will be defeated. No, you may not go. And then one last creature came forward, this one from the deepest place of hell, and said, Satan said to him, And if I send you, what will you tell the people of the earth that will lead to the demise of their souls? And the creature said, I will tell them that there is no hurry. And Satan said, Go. Let us pray. Is it true, O God, that the tide has come and now is the time to decide whether we take the current when it serves? O Lord, maybe right now our souls are being required of us. Free us to say yes. In Jesus' name, amen.